Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? Hola, I'm back. I'm in London. Chris is in uh, Japan, and we are somehow talking via the internet, as we do Magic. every single week, twice a week now. Twice the amount of Chris Broad and Pete Donaldson in your week. What a treat! <laughs> Definitely. I yeah, it's. <laughs> is it a good thing? I don't know. I must say, people seem to have responded uh, well to it. Thank you to everyone who's been sending yeah. us messages of support recently. It's been great. It's been great fun. And we're still kind of exploring the whole concept, aren't we, Pete, as, and what to do with having two a week. One idea is mm. to interview people and get some guests on the show. That's something we're looking at. If you have a particular guest uh, or someone you'd like us to bring in, open to ideas. Let us know at abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. Who would you like to see, Pete? Who should we interrogate in an upcoming episode? I would like to interrogate the boss of the Korean ice cream country uh, company, um, Lotte, um, <laughs> because once again, uh, Chris, I, I don't know whether you're aware, um, we've um, they, they've released yet another advert. Sons Pete Donaldson, aka the biggest Coolish fan in the world, me. Um, do you want? Do you want to know, <laughs> know what the uh, what the advert sounds like? I've got it here. If you want it, go on. Ruin my ears. <laughs> It's a hot bear. He's eating some coolish. And now he's dancing in an alarming, like alarmingly sexy way. Really smooth. Hyper Miracle Wanda Scorzmetai. Coolish. Wow. Now, that could have been me. That could. That could have been me, Chris. But you be playing, Lotte. You be playing. Would you really want to be in an advert? Now, I can't really... I didn't really want to imagine what was going on. It sounded horrific. It was a dancing bear, mm. you said. A dancing bear? It's like a naked man right. with a bear's head oh, um, God. who's very hot because it's, it's hot outside. He has a coolish. He cools down. Coolish, coolish, coolisher. And then uh, he's, he's surrounded by um, uh, polar bears and um, and icebergs and igloos and stuff like that. So yeah, he's uh, he's a real shit. I'm annoyed about it. Um, he 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 moves in really um, smooth, sexy way. 
and I don't like it. I don't like it. And 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 yet, and a lot of people sent me um, this video. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, I'd like to thank everyone who has been keeping me abreast of the uh, Lottie Coolish action. Um, but they, they are, as of yet, have, have never responded, never followed, team follow backed. You can't DM Lottie Coolish. It's very upsetting. So, yeah, it's I, I am I am the preeminent thinker on Coolish and their products <laughs> and their marketing strategy. And yet, thinker. and yet they ignore me constantly. They ignore me. The problem, the problem I find with a lot of... Um, Japanese, uh, you know, based Twitter mm. brands is that they are always on send, never on receive. Always on send, never on receive. They never want to hear from you, but they do want to let you know about their products. Uh, my favourite football team, Vent Ferret Kofu, who uh, mm. I think they drew a couple of days ago. They, uh, I, I, they've got they've got um, an advert on the front of their jerseys, and right. it's just Hiragana. Um, I think it's Moku. Mogu or something. Either way, I've tried Googling it and it makes... Are you supping energy jelly? I can hear you supping I, something. I, I'm, I'm drinking water and trying not to laugh at your... Dirty, your dirty little energy boy. You liar. You are, you're supping a big old energy jelly. I'm not, it's late where right. you, you are, you dirty boy. What a little filth bomb. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, and I, I don't know what it, I don't know what the uh, advert is on the front. And I, go, and, I, and I try to find an email and I've emailed them. They won't let me DM them. Because um, they won't follow me on Twitter. It's, it's just, just I, I think the Japanese just they're very they're very sendy on uh, on uh, on Twitter and not very receivey. They don't want a conversation about it. It's just there as a as a whiteboard. <laughs> the preeminent thinker on Coolish ice cream has spoken. I, I love how angry yeah. you get every time there's an advert or a commercial for this this Furious. brand of ice cream. Poor old Pete. Absolutely beyond beyond the pale. It's become. I mean, we, we. I did that Dr. Jelly advert, right, with Joey the Anime Man a few years ago. And mm. everyone loved it. It was quite a cool little advert. We did it on a train. And, yeah, I think we sent it to the jelly people, but they were like, no, we don't care. Fuck off. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I don't know why. Is it because we're foreign? It's, it's, it, it is maybe like when like, Nintendo are quite protective about their IP. If you ever mm. are a little bit playful with their characters, um, they shut you know, pretty quickly. The old Mary Kart. Mary Kart, yes. The old Mary Kart. Idiots. I think they are no more the uh, the beloved Mary Kart people, um, the little go karts you can get and drive through Shibuya and Akihabara dressed as uh, characters from Mario. I think they went under because a they got sued to pieces by Nintendo, and mm. b there's no tourists who will ride them around now. And yet, so many people right. are quietly happy because they were quite loud and annoying. Like you're you're kind of walking down a back yeah. street in Tokyo, enjoying a fine afternoon in the summer sun. And then all of a sudden, six or eight foreigners speed around the corner going, ah, in these bloody go-karts, and it's chaos. So I can understand mm. why people are angry at them. But, uh, yeah, they're gone now. So that's that's sad. Well, you, you, you missed out History. on the opportunity to put it in a YouTube video like everybody else's YouTube video. <laughs> I did. I think, if I recall, yeah. I was approached by someone that works there once to do a video, but I said no, and... I don't regret that. Oh, show I me do. the money. Show me <laughs> the money, Mario Kart. Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. Show me the money, money, mate. If they'd come with a briefcase, a briefcase full of money, maybe I'd have said yes. Yeah. Maybe I'd have said yeah. yes, but um, they didn't. I got, so I got drones to buy. <laughs> oh, rubbing it in. The crash drone. Rubbing it in, Dawson. Unbelievable. Um, now, yeah. we've got an interesting well, you rubbed question. it into the floor, didn't you? <laughs> oh, shots fired. My beloved drone. Yeah. It's good, actually. I repaired it. 
I mentioned in the yeah. uh, the episode a few days ago, I crashed a Mavic Pro 2 drone, really nice, expensive cinematic drone, which I used to film uh, various shots in the recent Driving in Japan video. Check it out if you've missed it, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, I got some nice shots with it, and I crashed it into a tree, and it wasn't working, but I fixed it. I managed to put on some new propellers, and it's all good to go. So not the end of the world. So ha, 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 I win. Take that, Pete. Ha, ha, ha. That's great. Laughing at mine. Isn't that what happened to your last drone? Because I remember you giving me a propeller to put on your old one, <laughs> and it, it just would not... It just what happened to your the, the first drone you crashed because it was just having none of it. It was it was very uninterested <clears> with even getting started. It is in the back of a cupboard somewhere now, and it's it's more of a memento oh. of a great time. I just remember it now. It's uh, oh, we used that drone for two years, journey across Japan, and it served me well. Mm. Crashed it into a cliff, and now it's just it's like an old friend who I keep at the back <laughs> of my wardrobe, which is quite a sinister prospect. But it's there. It's there. <laughs> pile of pile of drones um, in the back of my wardrobe. Yeah. There you go. The drone yard. The bone yard. The drone yard. The bone the yard. The drone bones. It's in there. It's down. Um, yeah. Now, we've got a question no, this week from a chap with a great name. It says, hey, Chris and Pete, I listen to your podcast religiously every morning while baking cookies and various breaded treats at the bakery where I work. You lucky devil. The bakery in question, prides itself on quality food at a reasonable price, which got me thinking, what are the best quality budget dining options in Japan? I'm hoping to visit next year when this virus business blows over and your suggestions could prove invaluable. Keep up the great work, Tom Jones. And no, I'm not the famous Welsh singer, which is a shame. I thought we, I thought Tom Jones was a listener mm. to the Abroad in Japan podcast. Yeah. Nevertheless, good question. Imagine if Tom Jones listened. Excellent. That'd be good, wouldn't I like, it? Well, I like the idea that he's 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 religiously listening to the podcast and making bread. I mean, if he was particularly religious, he could probably turn that bread into um, <laughs> loaves to feed everyone. Endless feed five thousand. Endless with production cookie. with the yeah, cookies. exactly. I mean, I, I mean, great business model. If I went in Dragon's Den and went, look, I can make these fish turn into a million fish like this, they'd be like, I want, I want ten percent for a million pounds. Uh, that's the British version of <laughs> Dragon's Ballantine. Den. Yeah, I, I have an unhealthy obsession with Dragon's Den recently. I watch it every day over lunch. Anyway, let's not talk about Dragon's Den uh, <laughs> and give them free publicity. So that's a good question, though. Um, Tom Jones, not the Welsh singer, raises a good point, a good question. A lot of people come to Japan, want some budget dining options. I mean, first of all, dining in Japan on a budget is pretty easy um, compared to back mm. home or especially the US where the bloody tip is obscene like a truly like crazy level um what's the tip rate in the uk at the moment pete it seems to go up incrementally every time i return home about 20 percent um i think it's about i think it's now nah, it's about uh, 12 to 15 percent but they, but they put usually put it on the um because everyone's using cards anyway they, mm. they usually put it on the bill already but um i think uh there needs to be I mean, there's needed to be this conversation for such a long time, but but um, restaurant. If you can't run a restaurant and um, pay your staff um, a decent living wage before the tips come in, I don't think that's a business. Personally, if you're relying on people's goodwill um, to, mm. to, to to feed your staff, um, I think you're not a adequate <clears throat> business owner. And I'm sure the I'm, I'm sure people will you know people who own businesses are furious with me, furious. Suggesting that they uh, that that's scarce, but I think I think industry wide is a problem. It's a real issue. Absolutely, I think it's, I think it's truly baffling. I think the idea of a tip started out being like a 
quite a good idea, right, to reward uh, staff that went above and beyond the call of duty. And now it's been exploited and you can kind of have lower uh, yeah, well, hourly well, rates and wages. Especially because, especially in, in, in Britain where tipping isn't as big a part of the culture in, you know, you don't mm. generally tip, I don't know, you, you car washer or, I, I, I mean, I, you know, you, 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 the person who puts a new sole on your shoe <laughs> or puts a key. Like, you, a you know, we, we don't do a lot of, we don't do a lot of tipping outside of the obvious restaurants or things, but mm. it is very much a thing in America. Um, and it, it, obviously that culture is, is starting to seep in a little bit. But um, and, and so companies, instead of going, oh, well, good, my my staff are going to be providing a better service because they'll be um, doing it for the tips. Um, they're reducing the amount of money um, mm. as the living uh, as the cost of living goes up. The the, the wage stays the same. Um, and uh, it, it, in many cases gets reduced because they know for a fact they can add that um, 12% onto the, onto the pay, which is not right. I mean, I worked in hospitality briefly uh, when I worked at a castle. And when I wasn't working on weddings, I was working in a restaurant. And I remember when we got tips, we had to put them in a pot and share them with not only all the other waiters, but also the kitchen staff and like the chefs and everything, which completely undermined the entire process and made me very angry. Yeah. And that made me actively <laughs> give rubbish service and be an awful waiter. Um, because I felt so mm. bitter about it, which is probably why I destroyed the bride's minded. dress with some mint sauce. As an act oh, of anger. Oh dear! But um, well, best forgotten. Best, best forgotten. An experience best <laughs> forgotten, to be honest. But um, now in Japan, you don't tip. It is considered to be slightly rude or awkward. Like if I left a tip of mm. five hundred yen, five dollars, for a waiter uh, or waitress at a staff at a, a restaurant I went to today for lunch, for example, they would be like, they would just look at it and be like, "What's that?" And they'd be really confused. Mm. They'd be like, no, no, I can't take it. And they'd probably try and shove it back in my hand. It'd be awkward. Um, so don't do it. You know, people often say, I, I've, I've said many times, don't tip in Japan. But people say, you know, I still want to tip because the service quality is so good in Japan. But don't. It will just make the staff feel very uncomfortable mm. and outweigh the prospect of having 500 yen or a 1,000 yen bonus. Um, there, there are um, there are a few a few occasions where there is a slight culture of it, isn't there? Am I, am I right? Where you, um, if you have a certain request for like a hotelier or something that that, that that's kind of outside their usual service, you provide them with um, some cash before the actual act is performed, the actual change to something is performed, but you do it in a very specific way with an envelope or you never give raw money over and stuff. Like, I don't really understand it. Give it a Google, but it, 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 it doesn't come up very often, apparently. I, That's what I read. I've <laughs> stayed in every hotel in Japan ever, and that has never happened, which mm. means either I'm rude no. and a dick or it just doesn't exist. So, yeah, what, what kind right, of service I mean, it, are you thinking I, about here? Yeah, I mean, just explaining to the hotelier that I, I'm going to trash the hotel room and throw the telly out the window. So I go, look, here's a thousand pounds to say sorry for what for the terrible things I'm going to do to, to your hotel room. Sounds like the Bullingdon <laughs> Club from 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 Oxford yeah, University. It is, yeah. Uh, it is, shocking yeah. behaviour. No, luckily the tipping culture doesn't exist in Japan. The only thing is, I don't know what the hourly wage is like, how it compares. Um, I like to think it's better than like the UK and, and uh, the US. But the service quality in Japan is consistently very, very good. I've not had that many bad experiences. Small talk is not really a thing. Um, the staff here don't come over. They won't have small talk. They'll just crack on with it. It can be a little bit robotic and cold sometimes, but it is consistent, it is efficient, and it is 
just great overall. Um, so don't come for the small talk, come for the efficiency and the lack of tips. Uh, but we've come up with a list of some great budget options, um, some great places, some great restaurants where you can eat for a reasonable price uh, across Japan. Uh, and what have we got first, Pete? What's the first one on our hit list? Budget options. Um well, we'll go for the um, Japanese fast food. The, um, the, the I'm, I'm a big fan of these. If, if, I, if mm. I'm in a rush or just even not in a rush, to be honest, any time of the day or night, you can you can usually um, find one of these open. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite kind of food in uh, Japan um, is just a gyudon, uh, a beef ball, just rice, beef, an egg if you're lucky. Lovely old <laughs> effing job. Um, the uh, you, you, it's brands like Matsuya, uh, Yoshinoya. Um, Skia, uh, that's another one as well. But uh, Yoshinoya uh, with the yellow and I think the green um, kind of yeah. uh, shop front. I effing love that meal. It is delicious, endlessly delicious, and very easy to order as well. It is, and quite addictive. I think um, there's, yes, yeah, so there's Sukia, Yoshinoya, and Matsuya. People tend to have their favorite. I think Natsuki's favorite's Matsuya. Uh, Matsuya, you walk in and there's like a machine and you order it and pay yeah. at like a ticket machine, a bit like a ramen shop. And then you give the uh, the mm. staff your little bit of paper and they give you the bowl often in about one to two minutes. It comes out really quick. And it's just a, so quick. a bowl of rice covered in either pork or beef, typically beef, gyudon as it's called. Uh, and mm. it sometimes come with some cheese or some egg and it's really quite good. Ooh. I had an unhealthy addiction to them a few years ago when I was... Um, getting ready for journey across japan i used to go for like 10 kilometer walks every night to try and get into shape mm. but i'd often blow a hole through that brilliant idea and bit a brilliant uh exercise regime by just dropping into a yoshinoya or sakia and splashing out on a beef bowl a bowl of like gyudon uh for 500 yen because it's so damn cheap and it is very fulfilling it's really quite nice isn't it even though you know the beef in question has been stuffed into a microwave just seconds beforehand before it's stuck on the rice. It is really quite good <laughs> and really quite fulfilling. Um, but why do you like Yoshinoya the best of the three, Pete? Any particular reason? I think it's just, I think I just see it more than any other. Right. Um, but, um, or maybe I'm just confusing. I just see the hiragana for ya and just go, like, yeah, it's the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> I just love that meal. I, I, they started doing it in, um, in Itsu here. <clears throat> oh, God, I want one. I, I, do you reckon there'll be one opening town? I've got to go up. No, ah. Oh, man. Where am I going to get my uh, gyudon from? God damn it. Let's make it yourself. Get my gyudon. Make it yeah, yourself. So. Easy. Easy. Yeah. It's, it's such a simple dish, but it is so fulfilling and it just, it just tastes bloody good. And the one that I get the most often is at Sukiya, which I think Sukiya is the most widely found, uh, either Sukiya or Yoshinoya. Um, Sukiya has a four-cheese bowl option so you get the rice you get the beef on top with some chopped up onions and then you get like four kinds of grated cheese melted on top and holy fucking shit it's so good oh my god it's the best (laughs) thing you could ever eat it's so fulfilled it's just amazing and that is about 500 yen 600 yen five or six dollars so incredible value for money and you can get one as cheap as about three dollars 300 yen um so if you want a, a cheap bit a cheap meal at reasonable uh, I mean, and also they're open 24 hours a day. I think every single one of those are open 24 hours a day. Mm. So if you're, you know, often after a long night of drinking, 2 or 3 a.m., I will just drop into one and have a bowl of gyudon. So that's the first one. Perfect. Japanese fast food. It's efficient. It's yeah. fast. Not particularly healthy, I'd say, because no. it's not. It's just not. But it is good. <laughs> and it's great value for money. So that's our first one. The second category um, 
is Japanese family restaurants, uh, such as Coco's, Gusto, Saizeria, or Denny's, which, of course, is quite popular outside Japan. Have you ever experienced any of those restaurants, Pete? Any of them stand out? Mm, no, I don't think I have, actually, no. Uh, really? Maybe Coco's, maybe... Uh, I don't know. Maybe. So they, I mean, all of them have just a big menu. You go in, sit down, and you get this grand menu. It's always called the grand menu. And it's thicker than the bloody Ooh. Bible, and it is filled to the brim with <laughs> various hamburg dishes. It's so damn big, this book. And you often spend like the first 20 minutes just flicking through it, trying to find the dish um, or just spoil it for choice. But Coco specializes in hamburgers, which are literally called just Hamburg. And they're not hamburgers in hindsight. It's just a hamburger... But imagine it's just the beef, and they have that, and they put it with some demi-glaze sauce or some cheese, uh, and they serve it with some potatoes or rice. It's pretty good. Saizeria is mm. one of the most interesting ones. It's an Italian-style family restaurant where you can get a margarita pizza for as little as 399 yen um, or a glass of wine for like uh, 199 yen. Phenomenally cheap. And it is passable. Like 399 yen pizza, you think, oh, it can't be good, but it does work. It's not bad if you're... Looking for a quick meal at a reasonable price it isn't too bad. And often you find quite a lot of uh, younger folks, teenagers, going there uh, because it is so cheap, just sit there all day uh, and do their work while drinking and eating. And the drinks in all of these family restaurants, Coco's, Gusto, Saizeria, Denny's, they have a kind of bottomless drink kind of uh, system where you can just order as much as you want for about 400, three or 400 yen. You can have like unlimited drinks for hours upon hour. Uh, so, yeah, family restaurants are a good one. I'm surprised we've never dropped into one, to be honest, Pete. How's no, that never happened? I fancy it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You turn them into a few, uh, few delicious uh, ramen places, uh, Ipudor, places like that, but no, never into a, never into a gusto. <laughs> They're a good option. And uh, of the four on the list, I would say my personal favourite is Coco's. Uh, I just find the mm. quality of food's the best gusto is a bit hit and miss size area is i don't really like it i don't know i've only go there if i have to uh other than that i avoid it and denny's is actually quite good uh in japan it's pretty decent um so yeah family restaurants are another good option what we got next pete what's the third category of places to dine on a budget japanese set meal teishoku 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 um <laughs> And uh, we've only got one uh, option, it seems, on this one. I've, I've never heard of it. I don't really know what a Japanese set meal is. Does it involve those little boxes with the little portions, the little, the little, the little um, partitions? Are you talking about bento? Bento, <laughs> bento box. Yeah, it's like, I don't really know what a Japanese set meal is. Just, just eat this. Boxes You're not with any variation. Boxes with partitions. <laughs> I've had a bento yeah, in ages, bento actually. One. I miss the days of bento. When I worked at a school, get we used to get, get involved. a bento every uh, every day. And, uh, yeah, it's really nice. Can't go wrong with the bento. Get bento, they shouted. Go on, get bento. <laughs> get bento. <laughs> For some reason, bento sounds like the name of a dog. I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. Oh, little bento. <laughs> little bento. Or, or Bebeto, the um, footballer. Yeah, uh, Japanese set meal. Uh, one, of the only, uh, one of the only ones is... Uh, Otoya. 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 <laughs> I'm saying it like a, a, a member of uh, a, a samurai clan in Tsushima. The worst samurai. Otoya. So, <laughs> to answer your question, uh, Teishoku set lunch. We're talking like, you know, you get like a, a main dish, 
I actually went to this restaurant, Otoya, today. I think I've talked about it before, how it's like my favorite budget dining option. And it's somewhere mm. in between a family restaurant and something better than a family restaurant. It's his own category. Um, Tear shocker means set lunch. And with that, you get a main dish. In my case, today I had um, some breaded pork. And you get like miso soup and you get like a bowl of rice and tradition and typically you get some pickles on the side as well. So that's kind of a set lunch, right? You have the main dish and then three yeah. or four satellite dishes around it. Um, but it's quite fulfilling. So you have all these nice little things. Um, Otoya for about 1100 yen, about $11, you can get a really good high quality meal uh, that is above and beyond the aforementioned family restaurants and Japanese fast food. It's somewhere in the middle. Um, really good quality. You can find them everywhere. I remember when I discovered Otoya about two or three years ago, it was a game-changing moment because all of the other things we've listed so far are relatively unhealthy, like the hamburg options at mm. Coco's or the dodgy pizza at Saizaria or the gudon. It's all pretty unhealthy. But uh, at uh, Otoya, uh, they have a nice balance. There's a nice kind of – there's vegetables, there's gokoku – rice which is like a five different types of rice grains which are really nice and healthy so it's kind of a good hearty meal but it's with kind of a much more balanced kind of meal as well uh otoya o-o-t-o-y-a and they're everywhere like once you've discovered them you'll find that they're everywhere and they're just incredible so that's another type and teishoku is common throughout japan there's lots of chains doing teishoku a nice set lunch nice balanced meal so teishoku it's a good one um Next one on our list is pretty simple one, and it is just Western fast food. It would be a crime to miss out McDonald's, KFC, Wendy's, because they are so widely found. And in the opening scene of the recent driving video, I did go to a McDonald's drive through where I did talk about how Ronald McDonald is called Donald McDonald in Japan. Donald McDonald, yes. Donald McDonald. I did enjoy that immensely, and they've got, they've got the horrible uh, Donald McDonald slash Ronald McDonald um, character just sat on a... <laughs> on an old dirty bench outside uh, outside the fast food store. It did make me really, really want some McDonald's, which um, really surprised me. I'm not usually quite so suggestive, but seeing a big uh, McDonald's bag just being thrown on your uh, passenger seat, I was like, oh, oh good. God, I want a McDonald's. And also, we were talking earlier on... Um, uh, over on my other podcast on Stikhanov, uh, Football Ramble, uh, mm. with a man called Vish, who reckons that the filet fish is the best sandwich um, you can get in McDonald's. I agree entirely, mm. um, though I am partial to a, to a quarter pounder with cheese. Um, but uh, the 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 best um, one you can actually get is a um, is those little um, those little prawn ones you get. You know that tightly kind of wound kind of um, prawn patty. Um, mm. Fried with a bit of tartar sauce on top uh, that you get in Japanese McDonald's. Delicious, absolute Ebi... flavour country nonsense. Ebby fry, I think it's called. I haven't actually had that. I've never yeah. had a fillet of fish either. It's a crime. Oh, it's doing bloody well. lush. It is bloody lush. Can't get enough. Do you know what they call Ronald McDonald? Donald McDonald Day. I think you do. Uh, well, I do because it's just harder for. Well, I mean. They say it's harder for the Japanese to say, but I mean, McDonald is still quite hard, isn't it? So just simplify the whole thing. Just call him Mr. Burger or something. <laughs> Mr. Burger. Clown Burger. Mr. Clown. Mr. <laughs> I mean, Ronald McDonald doesn't explain what he does. <laughs> or Donald McDonald. I mean, the costume is a bit of a giveaway, is it not? He does look like a clown. Yeah, chill. but so exactly. So 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 where does that connect to burgers? Why is he a clown? Why is he a clown? Because he is. A, does he get a new clown costume every time he pops into to, to, to work? 
Is that what? clown nose PPI? Is, is, is this PPE? Is the clown nose disinfected every time he goes in? Probably not. It's quite disgusting. The character assassination of Donald McDonald, Ronald McDonald there. <laughs> Absolutely right. I get don't your, know what... Get your makeup off my burger. I, I don't know why he's the mascot of McDonald's, to be honest. I'm guessing it's because no. the idea was to make McDonald's appealing to kids back in the 1950s, 60s when it originally came out. I can only begin to Have you ever seen the original? Have you ever seen the original um, design for Ronald McDonald back in the day? I think he had a cup for a nose. Uh, oh he God. looked fucking obscene. <laughs> he looked awful. He looked absolutely <laughs> dreadful. Check him out if you can. It's, it's a, check out the original design for Ronald McDonald. It is disgusting. He should not be allowed near anyone. <laughs> I feel like he's a little bit outdated, to be honest. I don't really... I think clowns mm. should just be banned. But that's a that's a topic for another day. <laughs> I walked past a KFC yeah. earlier on this afternoon, and I like the colonel. There was the colonel sitting on a bench in front of the yeah. empty KFC because people just don't like KFC in Japan as much as they do in the UK, it seems. It's always empty. Every KFC I walk past, there's nobody ever in there. Might just be me. Maybe it just be the time of day I walk past KFC. But I swear it's yeah. not half as popular as it is in the UK. 1am. <laughs> yeah. But uh, not... they also have Wendy's here, which is a good one. In Tokyo or some major mm. cities, you can grab a Wendy's. But no, I think it's worth pointing out. McDonald's is really widely found across the country. And they've done a good job bending McDonald's to kind of the culture of Japan. I say that they haven't really, though, have they? I'm kind of trying to struggling to. Well, give I mean, they have, they have novelty. Have. They have novelty short run drinks, don't they? They'll have like the, mm. like oh, here's a bit of green matcha fucking milkshake or something, and then there'll be like um like a special promotional black bun on your on your burger uh, and stuff. Squid so ink. they are quite play. They're a lot more play- playful and stuff, aren't they? So yes, all the squid ink in there and stuff. So they're a bit more playful because oh, Japanese yeah, palates yeah. can take it. Japanese palates like interesting stuff. We're just like, oh, here in Britain, we're like, oh, what have you put on that? Paprika? Get the fuck out. <laughs> get that out of my face. Disgusting. Very true. Very true. I remember um, <laughs> one of the, in the first year that I was doing YouTube, must have been six years ago now, uh, I released a video, my first McDonald's video, the first of two or three that I've made, where there was a mm. promotion where they brought out this jewellery set. It was called the jewellery set of burgers. <laughs> and it was about... Uh, 1,200 yen, I think, for just a single burger. And it was like this super incredible burger that had a crown, no less, a crown made of cardboard. It came with truffles. It was presented like <laughs> uh, the cup of Christ when it was just a burger. And it really yeah. went all out for it. And they gave it this really premium kind of feel that I just don't think would have gone down well in the UK. I think we would have found that condescending, this kind of 10-pound burger. Um but mm. go and watch that video. I think it's just called McDonald's Jewelry Burger or something. I can't remember. But I remember being in awe of this kind of crazy over-the-top burger. And there, there is quite a distinct menu. There's always some sort of weird promotion on. But, uh, yeah, McDonald's for just the sheer convenience of it in Japan. It's amazing. And actually, the burgers here are mm. meticulously well-made. Like, when you crack open a Big Mac in the UK, it looks like a bomb's hit it. But in Japan, it is actually perfectly rounded. And in the opening scene of the Driving in Japan video, I did have a shot that I removed where I did pull out the Big Mac and showed off how beautiful it looked. It looked like a commercial. It looked like the adverts for the Big Mac because it was so beautifully well put together as opposed to the sloppy, chaotic mess you get in the UK. So if any reason to go to McDonald's <laughs> in Japan, it's that, to get what's uh, what's actually marketed in all the commercials. Mm. Um Next on our hit list of options, uh, number five is 
noodle dishes. And some examples include udon, um, an udon branch called Hanamaru udon, really good udon. You basically go in, you choose your bowl of udon, and then you get like toppings like uh, ebi fry, uh, fried shrimp or chicken and things or a boiled egg, and you mm. put that in. And that comes in about 600 yen. That's really nice. And obviously there's ramen as well. You can get some really delicious ramen like Ipudo, which we mentioned earlier. Um, Ipudo, my favorite ramen chain in Japan. Uh, we did feature them in the Sapporo video with Pete Dawson. Uh, what were your thoughts on Ipudo, Pete? What are your thoughts on it? I thought it was delicious. Uh, I, I didn't. I, I wasn't really familiar with it mm. because um, I, 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 I mean, again, if you just, if you just don't know, you don't know. But yeah, I, it was a definite improvement in into uh, everything else that I've sort of experienced ramen wise in Japan. It's just absolutely beautiful. It's really spicy. Nice. Really consistent. And um, Ipudo specializes in uh, tonkotsu pork broth, the uh, Hakata kind of style of noodles where they've got this pork in it. And it's very milky, not milky, it's very creamy, isn't it? Creamy, rich flavor to it. Kind of. Mm. For, oh, it's, the taste very nice. can be best described as splendiferous. I don't know. It's this amazing. It's making me very, very hungry. I'm yeah, starving I'm, now. I'm actually feeling quite hungry myself. I haven't had dinner yet. <laughs> Why do we Hurry choose along. damn video on damn podcast on food tonight when I haven't had dinner yet? Um, so yeah, noodle options. And again, 600 yen. I think a bowl of amazing Ipudo ramen comes in about 680 yen, about six, seven dollars. So that's another one to go for. And the final uh, variety of food in our hit list. What is it, Pete? What have we got? Budget dining. We've got uh, sushi, obviously. Uh, kaiten, kaiten uh, sushi, uh, which uh, I guess is just sushi. Uh, Kappa sushi. You're suggesting, Chris, is the most um, rice to pound, rice to dollar, rice to yen uh, ratio uh, bothering um, uh, food option in this particular genre. I'm always impressed by how well you can roll your R's. Uh, for reference, kai- you don't know what kaiten sushi means. This could be the Japanese word of the week, speedy Japanese. Kaiten sushi means conveyor belt sushi. Ah, nice. Okay. I like it. Kaiten Ooh. literally means um, kind of like, what does kaiten mean? Rotation. There's two kanji for kaiten, and it means like to revolve around. Right. So revolving sushi. Um, have see. you had much conveyor belt sushi over the years? Have you indulged in it yourself? Uh, in or, or uh, mainly just your, your uh, mainly just your, your sushi. To be honest, there's one in uh, Birmingham that uh, it's rather underwhelming in the uh, in the Willow Ring. But uh, yeah, not not a huge amount. I, I, I've done the one that's in God. Now what the place? What is that place called in Shibuya? Where it's more of a um, you order on iPads and the and the and the food gets whizzed to your particular table on a train. Uh, very quickly and then whizzed off again. When that finished. one is Genki Sushi? Genki Sushi, maybe? Yeah, something like think that. It's that. Something one. like that. I remember I, I've been there once. I can't say I enjoyed it. I thought the fish was... Sort of thought it wasn't very good, to be honest. Um, I don't eat a lot of Kaiten Sushi anymore, but there are some good chains mm. like uh, Seijiro, Seijiro, but the prices are quite expensive. The cheapest Kaiten Sushi chain that I can think of that's actually good is Kappa sushi kappa sushi and they're pretty good for like about 1200 yen you can get a pretty hearty meal of sushi for 200 yen about two dollars you can get two pieces of nigiri uh, kind of tuna uh, that's really nice and quite good i i do avoid it though generally i feel like once you've discovered 
sushi that isn't kaiten sushi. It's, you can't go back. The quality is just so much better. Right. Um, but Sejiro is a good one. But yeah, cup of sushi, again, 1,200 yen, about $12. You can get a really fulfilling kind of sushi meal. And after I used to work, when I was working as an English teacher, often after work, the closest restaurant to the school where I used to work was actually a cup of sushi. And I would just go there and stuff myself with about, you know, ten fifteen dollars. I'd eat a staggering amount of sushi, and while it wasn't the best <laughs> sushi in the world, it was still leaps and bounds ahead of the stuff they serve in the UK at the aforementioned mm. Yo Sushi restaurant chain, which I just can't do. Just can't eat it, Pete. Can't do it. It's not good. Can't do it to yourself. Can't do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, cup of sushi, great one. Kaiten sushi, and a bonus, of course, another budget option. It's just convenience stores in Japan. I think that's probably the one you've indulged in the most, Pete. Over, over the years, right, yeah, of all the ones on our list through, so far. We've bashed through them on more than one occasion. Um, yeah, ed, like ed, everything from a, a a prepackaged egg to uh, <laughs> a, a, a fish stick that is actually cheese or a cheese stick that's actually fish uh, to um, your beloved um, premium ice creams. <laughs> Whatever you want. My beloved. Your, yeah, your... My beloved. Good old Coolish. Royal wee. <laughs> out, of the, um, out of the convenience stores... Do you have a favourite? I know you said the other week it was Sunkus, which has gone under and doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Of the other ones, no. none, no favourite. They all sell coolish. Yeah, Seven Eleven's yeah. got Seven Eleven's just got everything. Got everything. Uh, the cash machines always work. Fantastic, lovely old job. They do. I'd say Seven Eleven's the best one if you want to get money out. But actually, I've changed allegiances recently from Family Mart and Seven Eleven to Lawson, just because I found Lawson has. Oh the best hot food counter. They've got the most extensive range of like yakitori, fried chicken. Um, And while Family Mart still has the undisputed champion of fried chicken, it's just so damn good. God, why am I talking about it? I'm oh, I'm so hungry. Um, family, family Mart once uh, denied me a pork bun. They did put start. They put all the pork buns into the um, steamer, <laughs> really? um, and they wouldn't let me have it because it wasn't ready. And it, I mean, it was <laughs> four in the morning. I mean, I shouldn't have been out, but they denied me a pork bun. I was very angry. <laughs> that does happen. Yeah, I remember when I used to yeah. drive to school every morning. I would get a um, pizza <laughs> man, pizza man. It's called pizza bread, <laughs> and. Yeah, often they'd be like, oh, sorry, we just put it in. It's still warming up. It's still, like, defrosting. <laughs> uh, so I couldn't get it. It was, a horrible, it was always a bad start to the day when I couldn't have my pizza bread. Um, but no. I want my pizza bread. <laughs> Lawson's, Lawson's is my favourite now. So, yeah, Lawson. If you want some oh, good fried go. food, that's the one to go for. But those are our list of budget options. Japanese fast food, family restaurants, Western fast food, teishoku, noodle dishes, and kaiten sushi. Between all of those, hopefully there's at least a few uh, that you will like and enjoy when you're over in Japan. Uh... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Jack Mates Happy Hour is back for a brand new season. It's the podcast where we talk to some of the most exciting people in the world, from Ricky Gervais. In some ways, fame makes you a better person. You know, it's like, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God's watching me, but I, I know someone with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> to undercover police officers. Can you see the fading scar there, gentlemen? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. That's where I was stabbed in the neck by a drug dealer once. Or. We just talk about whatever's making us laugh right now. When you think back to school kids' banter, like, it's well funny because of how immature it is. We had this teacher called Mr. McGibbon, and he had this big cushion that he was teaching us how to rugby tackle on. He just ran up to it, rugby tackled it, but landed on top of it, and one of the kids shouted, It's not your wife, sir. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) Listen to Jack Mate's Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Jackmate's Happy Hour is a Stakhanov production. And now we turn our attention to the fax machine. What do we get this week in the fax machine, Miss Donaldson? What have we got? Well, we get emails from the likes of uh, Eric and Hunter, but I'm going to start with Hunter's. Hello, Hunter. Um, hello, Chris and Lord Pete. Sorry, Lord Pete, but this is a question for Chris. How rude. I have been catching up on the podcast and have heard that you talk about the 80s diorama you built a few times. I was wondering... Where do you buy the parts? Can they be purchased online? Thanks to the podcast and the videos, especially Pete's once a year uh, videos. <laughs> does that Super 8 one count as a new one from me? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, I don't know. You should put it on your channel. Why haven't you uploaded it to your YouTube channel yet? With some swanky music. I just, what, who cares? Who cares? I care, who cares? Pete. I care. You care. Do it. You care. Do it. <laughs> um, I bought the 80s diorama of the Japanese sitting room, as seen in the Japanese TV video from last month. Bought it on Amazon. It was expensive. I think it was like $200, God forbid. But it does have a working television, and it was one of the greatest props I've ever bought. And I'm constantly 
constantly trying to find new ways to feature it in videos. And I love it, dearie. De- I love it, dearie. I'm staring at it right yeah. now, actually, as I speak. I'm staring at it and what's thinking. The, um, yeah. What's the what's the input for the uh, what's the input for the uh, for the LCD screen? Is it a, a mini HDMI? It's RGB, the good old RGB uh, cable. You know the oh. red, yellow, uh, white one from like the nineties. It's quite nostalgic. Oh using wow, that. goodness! How do you, th- what do you plug in that? It's Nintendo. I had to. Nintendo or something? I had to get yeah. You can get a, you can just plug GameCube into it. Um, not that I have one, but I had to get like a, a adapter. I searched high and low for an RGB to HDMI adapter uh, at great time right. and expense, and it was worth it. Honestly, one of the best things I bought this year. Uh, but no, I got it on Amazon <laughs> Japan, and I think I got one of the last ones that was there. Like there weren't that many going, so bear that in mind. Right. But great purchase, lovely Amazon Japan. I think I just typed in. Retro Japan Diorama, and that brought it up. So hopefully you will have similar luck if you do so yourself, Hunter. Uh, check it out. We've got one from Eric. It says, good morning or evening, Lord and Saviour Chris mm. and Pete. I love the way the, the first email from Hunter, you were Lord Pete. And now it's Lord yep. and Saviour Chris and Pete. Um, I, recently watched the, <laughs> uh, I recently watched the behind-the-scenes videos for Journey Across Japan on the Tokyo Creative Channel. I was wondering if you ever feel self-conscious about walking around the streets talking to the camera or in a restaurant taking 17 different pictures of ramen for a thumbnail what's the strangest or worst interaction you've had with a non-fan while trying to vlog many thanks eric um there was a there was a video on journey across japan we went to a, a a morning market or just a general market in the city of kanazawa and i was with Sharla. And we were filming, and we were filming a stool. An old woman had this stool with some wasabi, and wasabi root is always uh, an amazing, unique plant to find and discover. And we were trying to film yeah. it, and while Sharla and I were discussing whether or not to film it, the old woman came up behind Sharla and just pushed her, just pushed her out of the way, and was just like, "Fuck <laughs> off!" <laughs> it's quite a rare, wow. rude display. It was quite surreal. Um, we did capture it on camera, and I think Tokyo Creative might have featured it in their deleted scenes video. I'm not sure. It's up there somewhere. But we were both shocked, and, uh, yeah, Charlotte was quite surprised by that. But it was hilarious watching this little old woman just push Charlotte, nudge her out of the way. I don't really know why. I don't, don't think we're doing anything particularly wrong. Stop um, looking at my wasabi plant. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that was, the, that was one of the worst yeah. interactions I've Lovely. had. And, yeah, to, to date, that's the first one that comes off the top of my head, to be honest. Um, yeah. Magic. Rude Absolutely woman. magic. Yeah. Um, we got a message from uh, Haroldo from Florida. Uh, hello, Chris and Pete. Uh, my name is Haroldo. Fantastic. And I was born in Venezuela, but I live in Orlando, Florida. Hope you keep me safe, Haroldo. Um, I was wondering how facial hair is viewed in Japan uh, and if there would be any issues when going to hot springs or traditional Japanese hotels. I've heard facial hair is often viewed as a little bit dirty. I've got a beard. I wondered if I could shave it or should shave it uh, when I visit Japan, hopefully soon. Best regards, keep the good work. Haraldo from uh, Florida. I am uh, at the moment um, featuring what can only be described as a little moustache and goatee combo because my body refuses to grow hair anywhere else uh, on my face. Just just, just the goatee bit, not on the sides. And um, yeah, I am in the situation where I look a little bit with my old 50s kind of horn and glasses, uh, a little bit like the colonel. Uh, could definitely be an option for me for uh, for Halloween, uh, unfortunately. So uh, hope nobody throws me in the Dottenbori River. 
<laughs> I love that story. The old cursed colonel being tossed into the Dortonbori River in Osaka. Mm. I must admit, when you did send me a photo of you uh, a few weeks ago, I was shocked by your new appearance. Not in a bad way, necessarily. But I did think to myself, it's literally Colonel Sanders, but Pete Donaldson. Mm. Donald McSanders. Um, I will say that it's fine to have a beard or moustache. As long as it's kind of well-kept, I don't think it's that bad. Honestly, don't overthink it. If you've got a beard or moustache, wear it with pride. Come Japan, teach the children how to pronounce words and have a nice moustache. But yeah, just keep it tidy. That's the only advice I can have. I don't think there's that much of a stigma against it. Do little little plats like you're a Viking. Yeah, do that. Do that. Cool. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Uh, We've got one from uh, August. August from Norway. He says, hello, Chris and Pete. I've been a viewer and a listener ever since the hawk stalking days. Ah, the hawk stalking days. hawk stalking days. The first video I ever posted, I recanted how every morning I was awoken by a noisy, noisy hawk outside my window. There's so many hawks in Japan. They're so bloody noisy. Um, And I thought I'd send in a question for you, Chris. What are your thoughts on doing a video on the more problematic aspects of Japanese culture, such as the suicide rate or overwork? Do you feel it would be inappropriate uh, considering you are a foreigner? I've seen Joey the Anime Man's What the Fuck Japan videos, and I think it would be very interesting hearing your perspective on similar matters. Sincerely, August from Norway. Um, I mean, I what have I? I haven't really done that many videos discussing problematic um, issues in Japan, such as the suicide rate or overwork. The thing is, I, I, the the thing I like the most is to cheer people up with entertaining things. And uh, I mean, the Broad Japan channel is about entertainment and escapism first and foremost. And even if if you watch the recent driving in Japan video, you'll notice that. Uh, I did miss out a lot of stuff like um, discussing highway tolls or speed limits, various things, because I looked at the video and I thought that's all boring. I honestly thought highway tolls are boring. Let's talk about something fun. So I'm always drawn to topics that are going to be more entertaining and fun and suicide rates and overwork don't really fit that, uh, those, those goals of my uh, channel. And there are lots of good YouTube channels um, like life where I'm from Greg does great videos covering serious topics uh, like what it's like to be, I think, uh, a Muslim in Japan. He did a Driving in Japan video that's a bit more serious and on point and probably more educational than mine. Um, So I highly recommend checking out Greg. He does cover those topics a bit more in depth. And I guess, yeah, I guess there is that issue. You don't want to be too critical of Japan or outspoken about certain things because I don't want to look like a condescending dickhead and open up a Pandora's box of issues. You know, um, I don't want to offend my many Japanese friends. So that is a definitely a, a factor. Um, but yeah, fundamentally, just want to keep things lighthearted, entertaining and fun. That's what I do. And there's plenty of other Japanese channels that do, plenty of other foreigners, sorry, living in Japan who do cover issues a bit more in depth. So that's my two cents on that. Though I do talk a bit more openly about Japan's shortcomings on the podcast, I find. Um, I don't know why that mm. is. Maybe it's just because you're here, Pete, and you open I'll me up. Bring you down. Bring you down, bring Chris. Down. I, I want to, you know, it's all about, oh, yeah, it's all good talking, you know, combini food and stuff, but, you know. People got problems. Overworking. What's the, what's the, what's the Japanese word for overworking? Speedy Japanese? Burnout. I don't know, actually. That's pretty bad, oh, isn't it? I've forgotten that word. I've forgotten Crap. the word now. It's let a, me look it a up. certain word. We'll, let me, let me we'll redeem myself. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But I think little things like obviously Japan's got a ridiculously high uh, suicide rate. You've obviously got the the, the, mm. the, the suicide forest, um, famously near near the Mount is it Mount Fuji, and yep. um, 
And obviously, uh, there's a gigantic um, suicide rate simply because, I mean, for, for, for a million different factors, a lot to do with uh, work, a lot to do with there is less stigma attached to um, uh, dying and, 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 mm. and suicide and things like that. So I think people are possibly a little bit more encouraged that way. But again, neither of us are sociologists or psychologists or, or even um, particularly, um, you know, thoughtful in that, in, in that corner. But we, we do we do touch on it every now and again. I, I think things, I think positive steps like um, a lot of uh, tube stations and train stations now have um, certain lights um, that um, are kind of switched on when trains are approaching, uh, or, or certainly in tube stations and train mm. stations. And, and apparently, um, the blue light or the some kind of maybe vitamin D kind of increasing thing what? has actually seen a, a weirdly high um, uh, in, in increase in, in decreasing the amount of suicides um, really? in, in particular train stations, which I find very, very fascinating. Give it, give it a Google. I'm fairly certain there's some kind of light that they've started installing in certain train stations and they've seen a God. marked improvement in, uh, in, in the amount of uh, uh, people who've sadly met their end at, uh, at train stations because obviously that, that's, that's, one of the big, um, that's one of the big things that happens in, in Japan. A lot of people kill themselves uh, away from their own families uh, and away from anyone who would uh, recognise them. At, uh, at, at train stations, it's uh, it's, a, it's a horrible thing, but uh, yeah, seems to be the absolutely. Case. It's it is it is unfortunately rather common. Whenever I'm in Tokyo and I'm getting on a train, there's always those days where you look on Google Maps and it says this train's delayed because of a uh, kind of someone being on the railway lines, and that is quite mm. common, unfortunately. And for those of you listening yep. who've you know been to Tokyo or worked in Tokyo, you'll know that is is a lot more common than you'd like to to think. So it's it's bad. Um, the word for death. From overwork, of course, is karoshi, karoshi. Uh, uh. And it is quite common. That's another factor. Um, we, mm. t- we touched upon overwork earlier on in this episode. And it is a topic that I would be quite interested to discuss at a later date. Who knows? Maybe we'll see a decrease in the number of deaths from overwork now that people are working from home more. It could be one of the mm. very rare upsides to this whole pandemic situation that uh, remains to be seen. True. Yeah, but no, great question though. Good question, August. And um, I hope my answer was good enough. I hope it kind of explained myself. Um, Yeah, I'm always drawn to top. First and foremost, I just want to cheer people up. And that's why I've steered clear of discussing the damn coronavirus over the last four or five months. People keep asking me to make a video, like a follow-up video on the virus. And I just... No, I don't want to, A, because the situation changes so much every day that it just mm. feels worthless to do it. And B, I just don't want to. I just want to make people laugh and cheer them up. And that is more important to me um, at this point. So, yeah, it's just who I am. But thank you to everyone that sent your comments and questions. Keep them coming. The stories, comments and questions to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back in the next few days, ladies and gentlemen, to do it all over again. But for now wherever you might be listening from out there in the big wide world. Many thanks for tuning in to the Abroad Japan podcast. And now it's dinner time. Yes, we've talked about food. Yay. I'm going to eat something. I don't know what. Probably family mark fried chicken. God, I can't wait. <laughs> Let's eat. <laughs> okay, he's also dindins. Bye. This was a Stakhanov production. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.